Welcome everyone to the Hotel Nerd Network brought to you by Anchor. What's Anchor you say? It is an easy way to make a podcast like this one for free. That's right, I said it, for free. But not only that, you can record from the comfort of your home, on the PC, or on the go with your phone. They have everything you need to make a podcast in one place. The best feature is that they even distribute the podcast for you on multiple platforms, so you don't have to stress on getting your content out there for the world to hear. If you're looking for a free and easy way to make a podcast, download the Anchor app on your mobile device or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now please sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, we here at Hotel Nerd are pleased to announce a new partnership with Audible from Amazon. Here, you can listen to audiobooks and podcasts. You can download and listen offline anywhere. The app is free for download on all devices, and you can listen across devices without losing your spot. You are awarded one credit a month, and they last for an entire year. If you are a Star Wars fan and you do not have time to read the new Thrawn trilogy, but you want to know what happens, you can just listen along as you go about your daily routine, and once you finish a book, it remains in your audio library. To support Hotel Nerd by going to Audible and signing up for a free, free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash Hotel Nerd. And again, we thank you for watching live and listening later. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk, uh, the Harry Potter edition. Uh, this has been, what, a month and a half in the making that we've been trying to do this? Yes. Finally got it. We finally got schedules to sync up. The only person we didn't get is Bean, unfortunately. Yeah, but he lives in the future, so that's understandable. Right. Got to talk to Doc about that. Yeah. Well, it's 2 a.m. for him now, but... You know, man, <laughs> all nighter. What the hell? I mean, granted, yeah. I mean, he, he's got to get with the American times. All nighters are a common thing around here. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> sleep is for the week. <laughs> Hotels never sleep. <laughs> there you go. Hotels that never is, sleep. I like that. That's a good slogan, <laughs> man. Hotel nerd. Hotels never. <laughs> I like it. I might have to steal that. Go ahead. I like it. You're more than welcome to have it. <laughs> Anyhow, as you can tell by the banner below, I have an exclusive announcement to make. I have a new sponsor. That is the big announcement that I've been teasing for the past couple of days, and it is Audible. Nice. I nice, man. I have been able to team up with Audible. And you can get a 30-day free trial by going to the website in the banner below at audibletrial.com backslash hotel nerd. It's a 30-day free trial. You can try out their audiobooks. Uh, you get free credit, one per month. And uh, if you want to support Hotel Nerd and you don't want to make any donations, this is the way you can do it because every time that this link is clicked or what uh, people go to it 
and they get the free trial, then that is money that goes right back to us here on Hotel Nerd, and right. we can do bigger and better things. So, and hopefully here in a few months, I'll have an even bigger announcement uh, down the line, which is going to affect the future of this channel. And it's all good news. Uh, so stay tuned, and hopefully I can share that and things don't fall through. So, but with that said, let's get to the topic at hand, and that is Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited so, about that. Right out of, right out of the gate. On my, on my broom. <laughs> my right out of the gate. <laughs> Favorite book. Never read any of them. Really? Okay. Yeah. Mine would right. be the Order of the Phoenix. Mine, I'd say Half Blood Prince. Mm, I, you but know I what? I would think about it. That's the one that I remember the most, mm. and, and I liked it for the fact that it stood out so much because it was a Voldemort story more than it was a Harry story. Mm-hmm. I liked the fact that we actually got, like, from a villain's perspective. And I find those kind of perspectives uh, very entertaining. That's, I mean, Supernatural just finished last night, and one of the main things I loved about that show... Just let me know, no spoilers. Nope, no spoilers. All right, cool, cool. I've still got, like, the last six or seven episodes to watch. No no spoilers here. But uh, one of the main things I loved about that show is that no matter who the villain was, you always got their perspective. You always got a 50-50 perspective. Right. And that's what drew me into the show. And that's what drew me into uh, Half-Blood Prince is as much as you were following Harry going through Hogwarts year six, you were getting a lot of past details about Voldemort. Mm-hmm. That's actually true. You see, I thought you would actually pick Goblet of Fire because of the um, because I know you love the Goblet of Fire. Oh yeah, so I thought Goblet you number pick. two. You see, I thought you would actually pick that one, but here's the thing: I like the Order of the Phoenix because of the fact that they're actually wanted. It's actually the first time that we actually get to see them outside of Hogwarts, and they're actually wanted for supposedly doing something they didn't do. And I like that. I like the whole entire thing that they're wanted, they're kids, they're trying to figure out how they're going to clear their names and stuff like that. And of course, the Ministry of Magic and everything else is also behind the whole entire thing, especially with Umbridge uh, doing her thing over there, too. So that's something that I really have to say that I appreciate with the fifth book was the fact that it was actually different. It was outside of the box. It was outside of Hogwarts, which is something that I really wanted them to get out of. Don't get me wrong, I love the stories with Hogwarts, but I wanted them to actually focus on something new that we haven't seen before, and I'm glad that they actually went that, J.K. Rowling actually went down that route. Well, you almost had to, though, starting with Order of the Phoenix, because you had to focus on what was happening outside. Right. Because you have to convince everybody that he's back. Like, you can't just have like 13 people say, oh yeah, he's back. Shit's going to get real here again. Right. All on war. You literally have to go through the PR of like, no, like you need to step it up. Like you need to get your shackle bolts. You need to get your Mad-Eye Moody's 
on board. I mean, granted, Mad Eye was on board anyhow, but right. And you got to basically infiltrate the ministry who doesn't want to say that they're back. It'd be like saying that Hitler would be back. And nobody's going to want to believe that. I mean, you tell anybody that Hitler would be back, and everybody's going to like, you're out of your goddamn mind. But if he would happen to be back and he went under the radar, granted, obviously, he, everybody knows that's never going to happen. But, you know, who's to say you don't get somebody in the future that's just as bad? It's like, um, yeah, he's basically Hitler incarnate. You need to, we need to do something about this guy. <laughs> right. And I also like the uh, story with uh, Cho Chang and stuff like that, too. Harry's crush and love interest and that. I'm glad that they didn't do like a Hermione and Harry Potter thing where it's so cliche where he, the, he falls in love with Hermione as, instead of uh, falling in with uh, Ron's sister. So I'm glad that they didn't go down that route because I thought JK would actually do that in the second book whenever Harry breaks all his bones and then he's holding in. I think it was actually the second book. That's right. It was the Chamber of Secrets whenever she's up inside the uh, – when Hermione's actually inside the bed, inside the inside that area, and she's uh, still can't, – she can't move or anything like that, and Harry goes on ahead and holds her hand. So I was thinking that J.K. would actually go down that route where he was going to put Harry and Hermione together, but I'm glad they didn't go – she didn't do that. You know – You say that about, and you make a valid point, which I can agree with as far as not taking the most expected route, which was Harry and Hermione. Uh, Although when it's all said and done and and after watching all the movies, I still to this day think that Harry and Hermione were a much better fit. I think that they would have been really good together. I can definitely see that. Well, here's the thing. I got to understand where you're coming from. Because especially whenever you have Harry's father who actually fell in love with someone that was actually a muggle. And Hermione's actually a muggle who's actually going into Hogwarts. So you actually have a little bit of Harry's father mixed in with Harry's mother perspective on that. So I understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I can see that perspective too. And with the books, it you know... I would say that there's more of an argument that can be made that they did better with Jenny in the books than they did with her in the movies. Jenny was more of a whiny bitch character in the movies. Uh, didn't really do shit. And in the books, she was more let's get in your face, let's get shit done type person, especially in five, like mm-hmm. book five is where she really started to come into that mold. Uh, when she started rebelling against Umbridge, that scene where she rebels against Umbridge, and oh my god, that's absolutely fucking great! <laughs> it really is. And they cut that whole scene isn't in that movie. That unfortunately, somebody like Jay, who's movie exclusive, doesn't get that scene. And because that it shows more scene, of the willpower, right? Oh my god, that whole scene! I, I hated Jenny, absolutely hated Jenny up to that scene, and. When she did that with Umbridge, uh, it's like, okay, you're a certified badass now. That's all there is to it. (laughs) You, sir, or ma'am, have officially joined the badass club of Harry Potter. (laughs) 
<laughs> what exactly did she do? Uh, basically, like John said, willpower. She was trying to, Umbridge was trying to get out of uh, Jenny what Harry was planning. And this was all lead up to uh, going to the ministry to save Sirius because Voldemort had totally mind fucked Harry to think that Sirius was in trouble. And she uh, just wasn't giving it up. She wasn't coughing it up at all. It's basically a torture scene. And Jenny just steadfast and said, nah, not today, bitch. And <laughs> she basically pulled a Molly Weasley on uh, Bellatrix in that scene. Now, Ever since when you say torture, like, what kind of things was she doing to Jenny? Oh, the, what was it? The hand carving. I think she did Crucio on her. If I recall correctly, I could be wrong on it. It's been a long time since I read the fifth book. Like, I think, I'm pretty sure she used one of the unspeakables on her. Yeah, because she used the same metaphor that she did with Harry whenever he, she was running lines. When he was running mm -hmm. the lines and everything, too. Yep. And she also used another form of torture that you mentioned as well. But it was... You can get this, and she didn't break once. She had scars all over her hands from not ratting Harry out. She she didn't flinch at all. She basically was like, yes, sir, let me have another. Wow. Like, <laughs> that would have been good to see. That was, uh, yeah, uh, that would have been good to see for someone who doesn't read the books, I think, and based on the description of that, I think that would have been very cool. I agree. Yeah, she, she earned her certified badass card in that scene. Definitely. Just that scene alone. No matter what else she did through the rest of the series, that scene, she became certified badass. Fred and, Fred and George would have been very proud. <laughs> they would have oh, yeah. But what was your and, favorite movie, though, Jay, too? That's something I wanted to know. From uh, I was just trying that. to get to that. <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite. Uh, I love... I love Gary Oldman. I love the, the introduction of Sirius Black. Um, I don't know. It was just, it struck me the right way. Okay. I need to go on a soapbox real quick. <laughs> I can tell by your expression that you were, because I just gave that same expression to a co-host on Hey Mando a little bit ago. I was just like, dude. You're fired from our other show. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be Jake's last show, by the way, on the network. Peace. Anyhow, Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, where do I start? <laughs> That's the worst book, first off. The worst, worst book, but gives you the best character. Actually, gives you two best characters. Gives you Lupin, gives you Sirius. Um, those are my two best characters in the entire series. Even from the core three. Lupin and Sirius, I could have... I want a prequel series with Harry's father and his gang. That would be amazing. And Snape, <laughs> them picking on Snape. Oh my God, yeah. I, 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 want, I want my favorite character. It doesn't even have to be seven books. It could be like three. Give me them at their highest point and lead it into Harry's parents being killed. 
lead up to the current events. Give me right. years five, six, seven, lead up to the events that are the start of the first book. And you think about it, right? I'm happy. <laughs> this is me speculating. I think that Netflix or Amazon would be perfect for that for a series. Uh, that said, um, that that book is horrible. <laughs> that movie is worse. Uh, I'm not a fan of the time travel to start with, and I hated the book before they introduced time travel. <clears throat> and I will say I like the book a lot more than I like the movie because the guy that made the movie, he admittedly said he didn't know what Harry Potter was when he made Ooh, the movie. Mm. Yeah. In my mind, this movie, Prisoner of Azkaban, is the Dragon Ball evolution of the Harry Potter series. That in my mind, just flat out. Because the book timeline does not sync with the movie timeline at all. Him getting the new broom at the end of the movie actually happens in the middle of the book. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole subplot around that that they just totally went, yeah, this subplot, yeah, it's interesting. Guess what? Link. <laughs> they they pretty out. much did chop it in half, but yeah. yeah. In my mind, also, for anybody that's not read the books, another comparison, or is not an anime fan, this is the Green Lantern of the Harry Potter movies. Hmm. <laughs> That's just my opinion. <laughs> Man, now I feel like a turd, dude. No. <laughs> but what's your favorite movie? Oh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, dude, let me tell you for 20 minutes why that movie is shit. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. That was, uh, I think, also might have something to do. I came in on the Harry Potter late. Um, it seemed real kiddy and not interesting to me. And then I don't know. I can't remember why. But I ended up watching the movies in in order. I went back and watched them, and then Prisoner was the first one that I saw in the theater. So maybe that has something to do with it too. But mm-hmm. well, that and Gary Oldman is my is my favorite living actor. Period. Oh, Gary Oldman, hey. great. Oh, and, you know, I can't uh, think of a guy that plays who plays Lupin because he played Lupin perfectly. Lupin. I can't remember his name, but yeah. Lupin is a great character on page, and he is even better on film. Like, I didn't think that was possible. Uh, like, I as soon as they introduced Lupin on the train, and he pushes off to the mentors. David, the guy who and, played Lupin was David uh, Dallas. Okay. Because I haven't seen him in anything since. That's the reason why I was asking. If Actually, I haven't seen him in anything since, I I don't recognize him. Mm. And he's a great actor. Like he he's amazing. Uh, but yeah, with Lupin and Sirius are my first two characters that I'm absolutely enthralled with uh, in the Harry Potter universe. I want more of them. I'm sad that we didn't get near as much as we should have with them. 
the fifth book for me absolutely crushed me when Sirius got killed. <laughs> Wait, what? Sirius died? No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> but that scene in the movie, that scene in the movie is almost word for word, shot for shot, as it is on the page. It really uh, is. There, there is minor tweaks that are made that I think they should have kept in, but I can excuse uh, not doing that. At least it's not like a hop on the fire where they're like, oh, Quidditch World Cup, and done. Like, <laughs> that death shocked me and broke my heart, man. I was like, like dude, I was not can, expecting that. They signed you up for all this, and they're like, yeah, nope. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, it was just over just like that. He was just gone. <laughs> and I'm like, What? Oh, but then that was badass how Harry just starts going ape shit after that. He's just like, like, if he were to have that moment of anger and grief in the fifth book, Voldemort would not have been able to possess his body at the end of the fifth book or end of the fifth movie. Hmm. That's where that whole scene comes from, where Harry says to Voldemort, I pity you. I pity you for not knowing love or something along them lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Voldemort is expelled out of Harry. If it was not for that scene of anger and grief, that ending scene for that book would not have been able to be a thing. Right. Um, what I wanted to get at was the actor <laughs> that played Lupin, he was actually the villain for Wonder Woman. Oh, shit. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. I and forgot he also about played, that with all the shitty CGI. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't forget, he was also outside the CGI, though, too, though. He actually played the normal That's right. He character. played Minister, didn't he? Yep. I feel like an idiot now. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm fired. <laughs> this is John's last video, too. Say goodbye. <laughs> but, um, you know... I remember in eighth grade when I read, I read the second book first in the second grade, which was, I'm not in the second grade, but in the eighth grade, I read the second book of the Chamber of Secrets. And I love the combination with the fantasy mixed in with the wizarding world. I was just sucked into the whole storyline. And that's what drew me into the Harry Potter universe was just that, was that <laughs> second book. And you know, one of my friends said, well, you need to go on here and read Lord of the Rings. I said, I've read Lord of the Rings. I don't want to wa- watch two, the Hobbits walk through uh, Mordor again or whatever. I said, I want to yeah. visit Harry Potter in his school of wizardry and learn about how he's actually going to become a wizard, him facing his own issues with his parents passing away and stuff like that. I want to actually learn something about somebody that actually has layers to them. And I actually got a lot out of it within the, when, whenever I read the second book in eighth grade. And then, of course, I read the first book after that one. And then after that, my adventure kept on continuing. The third book – now, Chris, remember whenever Harry goes into the cave and he sees Lupin uh, – not Lupin, but sees Sirius for the first time because of the fact that he actually escaped because he's been seeing that stray dog for a while? I see. Because – were you talking about when he goes into the screaming house? No, because there's actually an incident before that. Like, throughout the book, you actually see Sirius as a dog. 
And yeah, Harry, yeah, Harry is the grim, right? And Terry's thinking that he's just a stray dog, so he follows him into the cave, and he realizes that is actually serious in the cave because that's whenever he went in, in and he realized that's serious, and then Sirius is actually trying to explain to him about everything. Oh, I don't remember that scene. Yeah, that's actually in the book itself. I wish they would have actually left that in the movie because I would have actually thought that would actually grab onto something a lot better than what we got. Yeah, but... I don't. I don't remember that scene. I remember that he found out. He put two and two together when uh, Trelawney did her mystical fortune telling thing that freaked him out. Right, but. At that point, I thought it was only like glimpses. I'm not sure, but I remember him going into some cave or something where the stray dog was actually going in, and he revealed himself as um, as Sirius Black, I thought. No, I don't remember that scene. You got me curious, though. Okay. Mm. Yeah, but it's been sure forever since I read the books. I'm pretty sure that this is Tiff here that's watching. Uh, if he's right, or if I'm right by not remembering that that didn't happen, say something in the comments on the video, because um, I'm curious about that now. I might have to actually, as much as I hate that book, I might actually have to reread that just to see if I find that scene. I hope I just didn't make a whole entire new plot line just for you to watch it or something, but I do remember something like that, though. I don't recall that scene. I really don't. But you know what? I can do one better than uh, reading the books. I can just go to Audible. Let <laughs> <laughs> Audible read it to you. <laughs> yeah, I'll let Audible read it to me while I'm uh, on a slow night at work. So yep. I won't be bored. 30-day free go. trial. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Click the link below. I'll be making sure I put it in the description. Hell yeah. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> um, dude, when when Goblet of Fire came out, um, and again, we're talking when I'm talking again, I'm talking about the movies because I've not read the books. Yeah. Um when Goblet of Fire came out, dude. I was obsessed with that movie. I watched it over and over again. I I still love it. It's not my favorite, but I still love it. Um, I I just I really love that movie. And something that I've always heard that the uh, the opening scene with the with the big tournament, the World Cup, was a lot longer and more in depth in the book. But I absolutely love that in the movie, and I wish that there would have been a lot more of that in the movie. Uh, the World the World Cup, they actually, the whole match is in the book. I think it's like three chapters long. Wow. Yeah, it's like three chapters yeah, long. It's fucking bonkers. Like, it's insane how good that scene is. And that's why when they showed that in the theater, when, I still remember going and seeing movie in the theater because I purposely went to see Goblet of Fire for that scene alone because that scene is so descriptive and so insanely good that they got to that point it's like this is it this is going to be the highlight of this 
uh, movie for me because this was the highlight of the book for me. And then they're like, nope. It's like, yeah. fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you see, I was waiting for that moment, though, too. I felt like Paul Collins in the air tonight where <laughs> I was waiting for that moment, but it just didn't come, <laughs> you know? Because, you know, we were we both know what was expecting, but oh, yeah. I didn't... But you know what, though? I didn't see this in theaters. I actually waited until DVD because I didn't have a chance to go and see it. But I thought that there was a big chunk of the film that was missing. So I thought nope. there was like an extended version. So I went on ahead, nope. went to Walmart, got myself another DVD of it. Because I remember in the book, it starts off with the family again, tormenting Harry and stuff like that. And I thought, you know, that they would actually have that in the film. But they didn't even have that in the film that time or anything. And I'm like, the Dursleys got the shaft in all of these movies. The only movies they got any play was one, two, three, and seven. Every time, everything else pretty much went to shit. Like, <laughs> I agree. Like, but, but five, you know what else, though? There's a whole. And Jay, you obviously won't know this because movie exclusive. There is a whole scene where there's howlers after howlers after howlers coming in to Harry. One's from Dumbledore, one's from Lupin, one's from Sirius, one's from the Ministry. Damn. Uh, Dumbledore, because this is after the Dementor attack. Dumbledore says stay put. Lupin says stay put. Sirius says whatever you do, do not leave the house, period. Do not give up your wand, period. The Ministry says you are expelled. From the uh, school, Dumbledore says something else I can't remember. Lupin says, "Don't worry about it." Dumbledore is at the Ministry now, taking care of things. Sirius says, "Dumbledore's at the Ministry, taking care of things. Hold your wand, no matter what." And then uh, Vernon is like, "Yo, you out now. You're gone." Uh, and then Dumbledore sends a howler to Petunia and says, remember my last. Mm. And that they don't ever answer what that is, ever. <laughs> that is never answered. It's vaguely answered in book seven, but uh, it just says, remember my last. And you're stuck with the whole book of like, okay, so when's this going to get brought back up again? And then it's never ever touched on again. Mm. It's like, um, so Petunia and Double don't know each other. Interesting. Wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, I like the fact that Petunia and the Dumbledore trying to get into the school. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though? I'm glad that they didn't go down that route to explain anything like that because I like it to where... I can use my imagination and speculate rather than something being self-explained. And I feel like that's what's missing now. Everybody wants things explained to them rather than use their own, own imagination and everything. And so where they can actually speculate <laughs> on their own. And that's actually the same thing with the Sopranos with season three, with the Pine Barrens episode with the Russian, for example, they, the Russian just goes on. They wind up shooting the Russian. The Russian has like a trail of blood and then they lose him in the snow. And then we don't see the Russian anymore after that. There was no mention of the Russian throughout the whole entire other seasons or anything like that. And like, well, what the hell happened to the Russian? So this is actually the same thing 
with this concept. I, I like that concept because I like using my imagination. I like things not having to be explained to me because I'm not a kid. I want I don't want to feel like I'm stupid. I want to actually use my imagination and speculate and have fun with it. That's just me, though. You know what, what I would love you? to see? I would love to see one of two things happen. Because we're, what, 10 years removed from the last movie, from Deathly Hallows Part 2? Mm-hmm. Do you, have, do you ever take, was it 2012, something. 2011, something like that? Here's what I would love to see happen. And I would prefer one way over the other right now, considering the COVID situation. Because you know that they probably still have all the dailies and stuff from when they filmed all these movies. Obviously, production is difficult to do right now. So instead of making a Harry Potter series like everybody is asking for, which if they would do it, I'm fine with it. By all means, make one book per season. I'm fine with that. I would like to see them take all the dailies for all the movies and go one by one and make a master cut of all the things that they deleted out of the film that they didn't want to use that's usable, that tangible to the story. And put it on HBO Max. Mm. That would be a smart idea. And then split the movie up somehow episodically. Yeah. And kind of like test the waters a little bit to see if the series thing would actually work. And if that actually works, then have Warner Brothers green light and be like, okay, brand new cast. Let's, let's do this. And let's let's do do Philosopher's Stone, or as we know it here, Sorcerer's Stone, uh, for one season one, Chamber for season two, Prisoner for season three. Granted, season three would be the hardest season for me to get through. <laughs> I would do it, depending on how it's executed, though. But. I think that'd be a good way to put your toe in the water. See, I wanted to go a different route with it. Oh, go on. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go Go on ahead. All right. You see, I would actually go a different route with that. You know the newest book that they actually had out, which was the screenplay that they did? Yeah, Chris Child. Which actually is not that bad of a book to read when you read it. Right. So I was thinking that they could actually make something out of that versus doing a rehash of all the films and stuff like that into a TV series. You have one problem. I know, serious. I'm not serious, but uh, I know who you I know. Yeah, but I already thought the idea out a little bit where they can actually use like old footage from other movies and have his presence there. Basically pull Princess Leia, huh? Yeah. Just cut the scene where you have grown-up Harry come in to the picture, and he sees Snape there, and it has the same type of glaring look that you would actually see from... Because think of it like this. Seeing him like that was like a flashback anyways, so it would actually fit into what what the movie is, doing it that way. It's not really a flashback, though, because no, it's Harry's son 
that's talking to Snape. Right, but you can actually use cuts and pieces of the Harry Potter films and use the dialogue within those films to be able to respond back with him. Or you can just go on ahead and have his presence there and he said, hey, look, I saw Snape and that'll be the end of it. It's a little tip of the hat. There's no dialogue. They, he acknowledged that he saw Snape. He goes on ahead and exits and he goes on ahead and goes into the next uh, scene. They want to go down that row. It's possible with today's technology. I kind of think that if they were going to do a series, to do it based on the books that we've already had movies on, I don't know how well that would work, just because Mm -hmm. even after all this time, that original cast is just so... They're cemented into those roles still, I think, in people's minds. But I would definitely be down for a series about Hogwarts, uh, Mm -hmm. or however you pronounce it. I don't know. But I would probably be a series about that like like today's like today's generation you know don't even have to have any of the original characters but you obviously you could have a, some of them show up as cameos maybe right. one of the original cast is now a professor at, at, Actually, at, uh, one of the original cast is a professor oh well there you go like one of the kids is grown yeah, up and is Neville like, Neville is one of the Hogwarts professors at the end. Oh, of all right. Time. See, there you go. There you go. Have Neville come back yeah, and professor. Herbology and... professor. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. I'm down for that. That I think that would be pretty cool. Another thing too is I would like to actually see a Ministry of Magic TV series of how they actually operate things within that ministry. Only if Alan Serkman or Alan Serkin is doing a walk and talk about yeah. it. I right. was just about to say, yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. Aaron Sorkin right. writing a political ministry it's gotta, of gotta, it's gotta be an Aaron Sorkin walk and talk like the West Wing. It's just gotta be. Right. That, I would like to have, have Bradley right. Whit, have Bradley Whitford as the Ministry of Magic. <laughs> I agree. Josh, Josh or, or Jay knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> West Wing is my jam. I, I think that that is the uh that is the greatest TV drama of all time, in my personal opinion. I love that fucking show. Have Josh, who is Bradley Whitford, who plays Josh in the West Wing as um, the Minister of Magic, and have Toby, who is, um, uh, yeah, Richard Schiff, who's also now in The Good Doctor, as uh, like his second in command. <laughs> and that show was really good, though. The Good Doctor was really good. But Speaking of what me and I brought Richard Schiff up, um, if anybody doesn't know, he is him and his wife both were diagnosed with COVID on election day, Damn. and he just got taken off oxygen here two days ago. So well, it's sounding it's sounding good, it's sounding okay. Yeah, so, I love that show. That that's good stuff. But anyway. <laughs> We're going down a rabbit hole. We probably should. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> what did you? Okay, Chris. You remember the fifth book, or was it the sixth book, when you actually had the person that, um, that turned Lupin into a werewolf? Hold on. Say that again. There was actually a scene and a big old huge battle scene that happens at night at Hogwarts. 
and the per and one of the people that actually turned Lupin into a werewolf was there. His maker was there. I think that was the Battle of the Astronomy Tower, so that would have been uh, sixth book. Okay, you see, I was wanting that in because I was waiting for it in the sixth book in the sixth movie because I was he got one of the students. Yep. He got one of the students, um, shit, who was that? Um, she was prominent through the books up to that point. Because uh, she was one of the, I mean, obviously, other than the biggest death of the book in the series at that point was Dumbledore. But, um, oh, shit. Uh, Katie, wasn't it Katie that got bit by yeah, him? Yeah, Katie. Katie was it. Yeah. Yeah. Katie was more of a bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I remember correctly, he killed her. He didn't turn her. He killed her. No, I was talking about Lupin. He turned Lupin. He was the one who turned Lupin. Yeah, but wasn't Lupin the one that shot the spell at him to get him off Katie? Yeah, he she was. But I'm just saying, I like the. I wanted to see. Him and his maker duke it out just like it was in the book and everything, and see that scene play out in the movie is basically what oh, I'm saying. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they didn't really yeah. go into that in the movie. They yeah, showed they him did. on top of Katie, but they only showed somebody screaming at him, but didn't actually show anybody actually doing anything to stop him. Right. And you see, I wish they would have actually done that because I thought it would actually uh, end up explaining a lot more <laughs> of the background of Lupin and where he actually came from and things like that about how he was turned. Even though he explained that in the third movie, it would actually be cool to actually see the maker and him have a dialogue together to where, you know, there's this bad blood between them. That's what I wanted and to I, see. He got Bill too, didn't he? What's that? His Bill... He got Bill too because Bill turned yeah, into he a got werewolf. Bill. Yep, he got Bill. Because he got Katie and Bill both in the astronomy battle. Yeah, because if you remember, the bodies are laid out after the battle scene, and they're all laying and everything, uh, laying Katie down. Katie's in the dead pile. Bill's in right. the wounded pile. Right. And it sounds right. bad to say pile, but literally that's what it is. Right. They're casualty piles, is what it is. They're not even right. like laid side by side. They're like literally like we need to make room to get shit taken care of. So like, oh, right. <laughs> sorry, we'll take care of you later. <laughs> right. But Hopefully yeah, we'll be around to take care of you in a minute. Just stay on that pile. <laughs> but yeah, he. Uh, but yeah, he got Bill as well. He did get Bill. Uh, but yeah, so I was, that was a big subplot in the seventh book is that Bill was a werewolf now, right? Because he winded up with the shapeshifter, the one that can change her hair and everything, too. But <laughs> yeah, Flora, Flora. But another thing, though, too, though, because here's the thing I was expecting this in the movie theater. I, I looked at my brother in law and he saw how close I was to the screen. I was like, it's going to happen. He goes, what's going to happen? And then and then it just doesn't happen. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> I turned into Sheldon Cooper at that time. I was like, never um, mind. I, I had my head down. I'm like, we can still keep watching this movie. 
<laughs> wait for it, wait for it, dude. This is that part I've been telling you about for three months, man. Wait for it, wait, dude, wait. Nah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Right? They did it again. <laughs> That's why I was hoping that there was being some type Oh, go on. There's one scene out of Goblet of Fire that ironically happens. It's literally the next sequence of scenes that happen after uh, the World Cup, where the World Cup is actually supposed to be happening. Um, the Dark Mark sequence. I mean, that's just Chef's Kiss. Like, oh my god, and that's exactly how I pictured that. And when he does uh, the curse mark up in the sky, and then they all show up and they all shoot stunning spells at uh, our three protagonists, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, and everybody's yelling, stop shooting at them, they're kids! <clears throat> like, that whole sequence just is exactly how I envisioned it right up here. Like, perfect. It's like, why can't you do that for Quidditch Cup? You sons of bitches. Why can't you do that for Quidditch Cup? <laughs> Hermione, I just have to say it, dude. I'm a I'm a huge fan of Hermione, uh, more so uh, Emma. Uh, but yes, uh, I, Hermione uh, is definitely the reason, is the sole reason that I went to see the uh, last uh, movie in the franchise. Um, yeah, I have to say honestly, honestly, call me girl. There is not a single. I'll fight you for too. Female. <laughs> Past member in those movies that did anything for me, not one. Like uh, I, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> me too. Hey, you know what though, Dave? That's just more for us. So right, but I really shouldn't say too much because I'm I'm older than you guys, so it might come off a little bit creepy for me. Um. Because, you know, I mean, when that last Harry <laughs> Potter came out, I was like 31 or something. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm 35. So, I'm 41 now. So, okay. Uh, that, that's all I'm going to say. That's why I'm very selective. <laughs> right. I understand. I understand about the ladies because, you know, I, I, all, I feel safe saying I'm a big fan of Hermione. Uh, because she was of age when that last movie came out, so that I feel safe right. saying that. <laughs> but you see, That's I would actually feel that same way though, too, to be honest with you, because I'm 35, and practically <laughs> when she was younger, she would still be uh, she was she would still be a minor. She would still be like a little kid, because I was like 15 or 16. So yeah, that that wouldn't fly <laughs> on my well, end. And as it's well. weird watching. It's weird watching watching them grow up. Like a perfect example is uh, Ariel Winter played Alex on uh, Modern Family, because like I mean she was like what twelve or something when that show started. Now she's like twenty years old and she is smoking fucking hot. Mm -hmm. But when I was first introduced to her, she was just she was literally like twelve fucking years old. So right. it's really weird. Like you look at her now and you're like, dude, she's fine. But then you're like, but I remember like 12, or, you know, just not too long ago, she, right. it's weird. But it, it definitely we, is we, weird. 
grow up and uh, and and not just not just chicks i'm not going to sexualize any i'm not trying to be like that but it happens with guys too if you see uh, male young male actors too and it's weird watching them grow up into adulthood same like when i see daniel ratcliffe now i'm like dude i he to me he's still that little fucking kid in harry potter dude hey jay and, jay and john oh she left the the video. Damn, I was hoping I'd say this before she left the video. But uh, Tiff, she went and um, sent me a personal message on Facebook, and she said to correct you guys, she's thirty years old talking about Hermione. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's currently thirty, so you guys might have a shot. Oh, hey! hey. Okay. <laughs> I have a chance. <laughs> I feel like that meme now. So you're telling me that there's a chance. <laughs> God, please let me hook up with Hermione's boobs. I mean Emma Watson. Please, God. <laughs> no, that's cool. Hey, cool. Forty-one and thirty ain't bad. I'll take it. Thirty-five. Okay, I'm good. I'm yeah, not a better after all. <laughs> Oh, the can of worms that we just opened. Oh, my God. Anyhow, moving on. Um, So, how about those Lakers? (laughs) I don't know, but it sounds like they've got some decisions to make about LeBron James. Right. (laughs) I know nothing about I leave the video because I have no idea what the hell you're all talking about. I don't don't either, to be honest. I know nothing about basketball. I don't like it, but... I'm a basketball I did fan, see a headline that said Lakers are contemplating what to do with a, a co- with a, not Kobe but uh, LeBron James. So anyway, I'm just talking. We uh, we already know what book and what um, uh, movie I hate. So to you, book or movie, which one is the worst one? The first one. The first one is the worst fucking movie of them all and then the second one is the second worst movie of them all but that first one is so damn terrible dude i i i have a hard time watching it to be honest man it's it's so bad i I don't think it holds up well at all well then you won't like the first book because Mm. that's pretty much a shot for shot Mm. recreation of the first book damn but I think also yeah. too is the delivery of the first film though too with the CGI and stuff like that too because it wasn't up to par to what mm-hmm. I had in mind either. So it might have just been the execution and delivery of how they did it and everything. Well, so the book could actually be good. Guys, 2001 standards, <laughs> right? <laughs> just you know, throwing that out there. But okay, so. Like you said, it's shot by shot. Same thing with the second one, in a sense. But I like the second one because of the fact that I like the uh, the dungeon and stuff like that with the snake. Took more liberties on. What's that? So the second one, I feel like they took more liberties on. They, they, I think they felt a little bit more comfortable in their skin. Yeah, and I've because both Chris Columbus, if I recall correctly, correct? Yeah, the first one was Christopher Columbus. But yeah. you can definitely tell that they actually laid the foundation and took their time with the second one versus the first one, mm-hmm. where they kind of rushed a little bit with it. Well, yeah, but, it's really kind of cash cow, cash cow. Like. Right. <laughs> but 
the third one for me is going to be the weakest one for me as well because I just didn't like the Scooby-Doo look of the werewolf and and also to that trolley going through the walls and all that stuff in the way <laughs> but still you know, the you most know, annoying the Gary Oldman yeah. dude come on <laughs> he was the redeemable part about that movie. he was the redeemable part if you're talking about Prisoner of Azkaban absolutely yes um that and Lupin. <laughs> I stand by that. I will fight you. Lupin, serious. Best parts of Azkaban. That movie sucks. Donkey dick. <laughs> that book is just as bad. Anyhow. Uh, one part that even makes that movie worse, and I just thought of this, this actually takes it into the negative realm for me, is the shrunken heads I hated them on the night bus. Like, <laughs> I just through there and just punch every last one of them. Because they were annoying. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> like, thank God you're only in here for like five minutes and you're really bad Jamaican stereotypes. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so, sorry. Had to get on the soapbox again. Um, <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban is my trigger. <laughs> it's like Order 56 for you. 66. 66, yeah. 66, my bad. Sorry, I there didn't. Somebody says like, Prisoner of Azkaban. They need to make a gift of me going, triggered! <laughs> now, let me ask you guys this, because you, you read the books. Was it really necessary to split the last one into two movies? Yes. Yes. Okay. There's, but not where they did it. There's a lot of history it. there. <laughs> that but not where they did it. Yeah, I, I didn't know. That was because, I mean, I was always always wondered, like, why <laughs> why just the last one? So, which, you know, there's more to, I guess, because you're wrapping it up, you want to be more detailed, I guess, but. All right, the books that should have been split into two. Goblet of Fire. Order of the Phoenix. Half-Blood Prince, you've been okay with one. Granted, they kind of did rush the ending of the Astronomy Tower battle. And uh, I'm going to go on a soapbox here again real quick uh, after I finish my point here. And um, half or in uh, Deathly Hollows, absolutely it had to be two parters. They missed the they missed an opportunity with four and five doing two parters on both of them. They should have done two parters. I mean, I will say that till my dying breath. Because there's a lot of details that were thrown out that should have been there that became relevant in the last book. Uh, that said, there is also another major major issue I have with uh, Half-Blood Prince as much as I love that book and it's my favorite and I say book, not movie my favorite movie is not really so much uh, Half-Blood Prince that I think about this they did not give Dumbledore his proper funeral, that proper funeral in the book is amazing, it's so fucking gorgeous 
it's painted so well visually in your mind when you read it or when you listen to it on Audible. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> Sorry. But um, the uh, that funeral was just... We're talking shining light on the lake. We're talking like white crystal chairs, cathedral outside uh, between Hagrid's hut and the castle. Uh, or uh, not crystal, marble. Marble is what I meant. His casket's completely made of white marble. It's a beautiful funeral. Like, very fitting funeral for Dumbledore. And the book says, raise your wand, or the, the movie goes, raise your wands. This is Dumbledore's funeral. Raise your wands. What the fuck half-ass crack shit is that? <laughs> well, another thing, though, too, is picture it as the Avengers Endgame, where everybody's around there, and then you have everybody that was friends with Dumbledore. It should have been on that same level as Endgame, as far yes. as... Yes, absolutely. Endgame got it right because Stark was basically the Dumbledore of that franchise. Mm-hmm. Could you Wait, imagine Tony doing Stark, that? Right? Or could you imagine doing a half-ass funeral for Tony Stark? Tony Stark died. <laughs> Are you serious? Wait a minute, you're being serious. Tony Stark died. Yes, Tony Stark is yes. He died. How can he you not watch did you not watch Endgame and watch the newest Spider-Man movie? Not yet. I was gonna watch it like tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes things pop in my head and they're just it's funny okay. and I have it's okay. But yeah, uh I, that's a great analogy, though, that John went and said. The Stark funeral at the end of Endgame is what Dumbledore's funeral should have been in uh, Half-Blood Prince movie. The book is beautiful. I mean, it's laid out. <laughs> it's flamboyant. It's, I mean, I don't even know what other descriptors to use it you just have to uh you just have to read the the book to get it all and i think it's the lot it's the last two chapters of the sixth book i want to say it's like maybe middle a little bit i think it's maybe the last two chapters yeah because double doors uh funeral is the first part and then after that, it leads into something else after the funeral. Hmm. No, I'm talking at the end of Half Blood Prince. Isn't oh, okay. The last after the Half Blood Prince. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking that it actually leads. Yeah, and then it that leads, to, leads to Harry saying, "I'm not coming back to Hogwarts. I'm yep. going for the horses." Yep. Because he said at the funeral right at, after the service. Yep. Mm. So, and that's why Ron and Hermione say that they're going to go with them. Oh, I would say just read Dumbledore's funeral. It's 
it's mind blowing. Like if there would be any scene that I would tell you that wasn't in the books or in the movies that's in the books, I would tell you two scenes. I'd tell you Try Wizard Cup. And I would tell you um, the uh, Dumbledore's funeral scenes. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll have to you check out YouTube. Maybe there's a couple videos that, you know, instead of me having to read them, they will explain it to me and stuff. That would be cool. <laughs> or you go to on Audible. The- <laughs> oh, true. True. Just go to Audible. Yeah, go to Audible. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um. <laughs> Hey, I'm sorry, guys. Be your friend. I'm sorry, guys. I have a hard out here. I got to jump off here right now. It's okay, man. But uh, it's been a hell of a good time, and uh, yeah, man, it's been a hell of a good time. Thank you very much. Not a problem. Uh, You want to tell people where they can find you, uh, so we can do your plugs before you go. Yeah, y'all can find me on the Twitter at jwade1134. That's a letter J W A D E one one three four. Um, I also host an SEN Live after show called SEN After Live on uh, the SEN Live or SEN After Live YouTube channel on Wednesdays and Fridays. We go live at 3.15 uh, p.m. Eastern Time. And on Friday nights uh, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, we go live with Hey Mando, Mandalorian show. And then I am, uh, uh, I'm a co-host on a Bachelor show called Go Get That Rose. We go live Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So y'all can find me uh, any any of those places. Uh, Mark with a movie blog is, uh, is where I do all those shows for. So check it out. There's some other good stuff there, too. All right. So. All right. Well, thanks, Jay, for coming on. Uh, we may have you back. I might unfire you. I don't know. <laughs> right on. I understand. I had to fire somebody earlier for stupid comments they made. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it's just cancel culture. I mean, we got to keep up with it. We got to cancel people when they say stupid shit, or else we get canceled too. So, yeah, no one's been canceled for a while. So, I understand. It, <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, thanks again, guys. I thanks again, Chris. I really appreciate it, man. <laughs> yeah, not a problem, bud. All right, have a good night, guys. Yep. All right. All right. Now we're down to two. If anybody else wants to join in, uh, send me a uh, message on Twitter. Just use my uh, handle here that's in my name bar at hotel underscore nerd 86. And we will uh, get you on the show if you want to be on video. So that's the whole point of doing the show. The format that I'm doing it in is to get fans involved and giving you a little bit of screen time so if you feel brave and you want to be online and you want to be on camera and you're not witness protection by all means uh... (laughs) all right so uh, is there anything else that you wanted to actually cover or Uh, I would love to see them make better video games for Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, because the video games, they seem like they have these big old huge blockheads for Harry Potter, uh, Harry Potter's body, like a Lego video game or something. But yeah, it like, just seems like... I'd play a Final Fantasy version of Harry Potter. I'd play the shit out of that. <laughs> but to be honest with you, the mobile game, when I was playing it, was a whole lot more fun. 
just like on the um remember when they had the where you can actually make a character up and he attends or she attends Hogwarts and you get to make the potions you get to do things that Harry Potter got to do uh, oh shit no I didn't play that one it was actually you fun know, it was fun. something that I just thought of something that I wanted to ask you both before he left, and I didn't get a chance to ask you because we got talking deep dive into the books, being that he was a movie exclusive. And that's what house did you get sorted into, or if you even did it? Well, I did one today on Facebook. I got I got Slytherin. I can't see you in Slytherin. I really can't. <laughs> it's like the exact opposite of me. Not only that, but they also said I can you know, see you in Ravenclaw. To be honest with you, I can see myself there or Gre- Gryffindor. One of those two. If you had to guess which one I am, which one did you say I am? Hufflepuff? Ding, ding, ding. Nailed <laughs> <laughs> it. But, get this, they said that Malfoy was actually my best friend. On the quiz. I'm like, really? I don't like racist people, but yet I'm going to be friends with a racist person. So, that means that you're Malfoy's bitch? You know what? I'm going to retake this quiz. (laughs) 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 Because I do not want to be that. (laughs) (laughs) Oopsie. (laughs) Well, Tiff did her sorting and she got Ravenclaw, which totally makes sense. I know you don't know her, but trust me, she's Ravenclaw through and through. She believes Ravenclaw like she has the traits. (laughs) All right. Just like I'm not surprised that I got Hufflepuff. Like, if you would have given me Gryffindor, I'd be like, yeah, um, no. <laughs> I have I some of the Gryffindor qualities. I have some of the Gryffindor qualities. But Same, but I'm, I'm more not, Ravenclaw I'm than Gryffindor. I am Gryffindor. I'm more Ravenclaw than I am Gryffindor. There are aspects of me that I that makes me grab Gryffindor, but I'm more Ravenclaw than anything. But <clears throat> I think that's it. I have some stuff I actually have to take care of myself, too. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we generally try to go for an hour now. Uh, it's been great, though. It just though. seems to be a time thing. That, and there's really no news to talk about for anything right now. Other so, than the fact, I don't, I didn't know if you want to cover anything going on with the Griffin, uh, Grindelwald stuff or anything like that. Oh, yeah. That's some shit. Oh, do you really want me to get on that soapbox? Nah, it's okay. We don't actually have to, but I was just wondering if that was something that you wanted to oh. do. I've actually, I'm so, man, I, I got alfalfa here and now you just got me worked up that much. God damn you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, no, I, that pissed me off so much that I just went and I locked my brain off from that. WB's on my shit list right now. So, the shit that they did to Johnny and what they're not doing to Amber. Oh, no. Don't even get me started. Okay, we won't even talk about that. 
Yeah, I'm not defending Johnny at all, but if you're going to nail one, you nail both because they're both at fault. Right. And I do got to say that Johnny did a really good um, thanks for the payday, peace out <laughs> move. I filmed one scene and I got paid my full $10 million paycheck. Right. I'm out. <laughs> like, if you're going to make a boss move, that's how you make a boss move. <laughs> right. Well. But yeah. Um yeah, I guess we call it quits. And that's Harry Potter in a nutshell. Uh okay. next episode, I don't know exactly what I'm planning on doing yet. I was thinking about maybe trying to get Jay back here for West Wing, but after his asking man comments, I'm not sure. So, <laughs> you might want to hire him back at cheaper wages. You can fire him and hire him back at cheaper wages, so you can do maybe eight fifteen an hour. <laughs> What's minimum wage in Ohio? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing by Mississippi law, eight fifteen an hour. So, <laughs> so all right. So on that note, I will let you do your plugs. Okay, so I just recently got done doing my top. Well, Rossi McCree, an independent um, actress, and I did our top 10 comedies. We've been doing comedies for a while now just to get away from everything in from Halloween and stuff like that because I wanted to lighten up the uh, podcast and stuff like that with doing comedies for a change. But you guys can actually go ahead and listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts uh, and everything on Movie Lovers Unite. On Apple Podcasts, you can also go on ahead, go on to Amazon Music, and listen to me over there. Of course, wherever um, platforms that are as actually available, and also too, guys, uh, my YouTube channel is back up and running again. So go on ahead, check me out over at Movie Lovers Tonight over there. If you want to donate towards the page and everything, of course, you guys can go on ahead and do so by going to the GoFundMe page for Movie Lovers Tonight. Guys can also go to the Patreon. Because we actually have a $5 tier, well, $10, $5 tier, $10 tier, and a $20 tier. The $5 tier is just the uh, classic movies from the 1950s over into the 90s era. We're actually reviewing uh, the 1950s movie or 1930s movie of Caesar, which is a gangster film. And then for the $10 tier, we're actually doing documentaries and stuff like that for docuseries and stuff like that. We're doing one episode of a docuseries and then you guys can go ahead and watch the rest of the episodes if you are actually into that and then with the $20 tier you can go on ahead and get both of those and plus a free digital movie so that's what I have going on on my channel and of course you guys can always go on ahead and follow me up Twitter movie lovers movie lovers unit and of course John DeGorio 8 on Twitter you guys can also reach me at movieloversunite.com and we also have a Pinterest up now and Instagram. And we also have a website called www.movieloversunite.com for all your entertainment needs and pleasures and stuff like that for your movie news. Go ahead, check us out there. All right. And as for me, uh, just look up Hotel Nerd. It's the easiest way to do it. Uh, all social media platforms. I'm mainly on Twitter and Facebook. Uh constantly posting updates as things come available on my end. 
like I said, I don't know what my next episode is going to be yet. I'm twirling around with the idea of either West Wing or Ghostbusters. I don't know which one I'm doing yet. Uh, and Tiff, if you're still watching the video, I don't think you are because I don't see any viewers on my screen right now. Uh, but if you are, I will fair warn you, West Wing episode is going to be spoiler heavy. Uh, for seasons that you have not watched yet, because as far as I know, you've only got halfway through season two. Uh, so, unless you want like major things spoiled for you, you probably don't want to watch that episode. <laughs> but um, yeah. With that said, uh, we will call it a night. Thank you for joining us. And as always, I've been saying this, and I've been trying to get the word out. And maybe I'm not doing a good enough job on my end. But the format of this show is, yes, I might have guests scheduled, but that does not mean that you as a viewer cannot become a guest as well. You can be on the show with us to talk the topic of the episode if you desire and want to be on camera. That's fine. We can make that happen. You just have to reach out to me on Twitter and uh, we'll... I'll send you the invite and you can be on camera and talking with us in real time instead of talking through the chat. I have no problem doing that. That's the whole point of this whole uh, new series that I'm doing, trying to get you guys involved more than what we were with hotel nerd podcast. So uh, with that being said, we'll call it a night. Have a good night. Thank you for watching John. Thank you for being on. Sorry. It took a month and a half to make it happen, but, Hey, we got it in the can. So yep, we finally did it. <laughs> so <laughs> if I had a crowd sharing noise, I'd be putting them on right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talk to you later, man. All right, later, man.